Jim Settle of Hand of Fire has come for a talk on The Antidote. Jim, great to have a chance to meet up with you. Yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me on this show. I'm excited. I first heard of you, Jim, when I got into the music of Tantrum of the Muse. That was a wild band with a really unique style. Yeah, that was uh, many, many years ago. and uh, But that was definitely something that, you know, kind of helped me uh, get along in my career, for sure. Well, as you said, Tantrum the Muse was a long, long time ago. Now you've formed the thrash metal band Hand of Fire. Was that a switch in style for you, or were you always a metal guy? Well, you know, I was always a thrash guy, and when I got into Tantrum of the Muse, I tried to implement some of that as well. So I came from, like, the whole sacrament believer era, and they were all my friends, and we'd, you know, hang out and stuff like that. And, uh, and actually I was going to do the last sacrament album, but I didn't actually end up doing that. But yeah, I, I came from that thrash era. So getting back into, you know, writing my own material, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love tantrum and the muse. I love creating crazy music. And, and of course I played bass then, but now I sing. You know, I'm best at singing, you know, metal. And Hand of Fire comes from the heart of Thrash, the Bay Area of California. Exactly. Yeah, we're right here with Death Angel and Exodus and all those guys. And uh, we're right here in the Bay Area. Yeah. Did that make it intimidating for you to start a new band in the home of Thrash? No, because in the home of Thrash, I mean, you know, 20 years ago when Slayer, Metallica, all these bands came out, these bands are pretty old, you know? And so, you know, I started going out to shows, looking at what was out there. There's a lot of hardcore, a lot of punk. There's some thrash, not that good. And I really believed that I could do a way better job. And, and it wasn't just about that. Of course, it's about changing the lives. But, of course, you got to be respected in the music industry, especially here first. You know, then you can start changing some lives. People start listening to you and they respect you, you know. 20 years ago, that's when Thrash had almost died. Well, yeah. Is there a resurgence happening? Oh, yeah. I, I think here in the Bay Area, which they're, you know, more known for, you know, it's, there's a lot of Thrash bands that are out here. But it hasn't been that Wowzer band. And, uh, well, up until Hand of Fire came along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, now we're like in the studio with Juan Urtiago, who's the producer of Testament, you know, and Exodus and all these thrash bands. And it was just really weird for me because it's like, wow, here I am in this studio with this guy who's done all these major bands and he loves our band. And, yeah, that was the start of it all, for sure. What's really cool is how much attention Hand of Fire's debut release, Nuclear Sunrise, has been getting. Yeah. Were you surprised by the response? Yes, I was surprised because I was very nervous to release this, but I spent a lot of time writing this, and a lot of heart went into this. And, you know, when you put 100% into something, you're bound to get you know, at least 50% out. And with this, you know, just writing 
and just spending my time on trying to make the best music that I could. So it was a surprise that, yes, people liked it, but just the wow response that we've gotten and all the other things that have came along with it because Tiago, my guitar player, just joined that whole Dale Thompson new project, Paranoia. You know, now I'm the singer of Vengeance Rising. So it's like there's a lot of things that kind of came out of that, and I just feel blessed. You said you put a lot of heart into this release. You also put a lot of harshness into the release. I mean, I did. the album's a rough ride. It seems like you've got a lot of topics that make you angry. A main one being the church itself on Burn It Down. What's the I issue? Um, you know, since I was a little kid, I was raised in a very strict Christian home. Uh, but they were very hypocritical. And I'm not going to go into detail with that. But it was something that I really saw through my teenage years going, you know what? What my parents are doing is totally wrong. But yet they're very strict with God. We'd go to these churches and I've seen pastors, you know, raise money for the churches and then just take off. And the last church I was in, I was in there for 10 years and the pastor is just a nut job. And, you know, but I came to realize I can't rely on people. I had to rely on God. Even with Tantrum, we were always that controversial type, you know. But when it comes to writing music and writing what my feelings are about and, you know, putting my heart into it, I think that's what makes a good record is when somebody puts lyrics that's true in their stories. Um, I think that's why things turn out to be good you know with burn it down it's truth and when truth hits you know people hopefully think about it these are churches that i came from but i'm talking about burning down the modern church and i don't mean setting it on fire you know i'm talking about getting rid of it you know because there's a lot of churches that come up these days that's about marketing about money it's about running a business You know, when they lose people, congregation, you know, they try to keep these people in and doesn't matter what they've done or what they do or, you know, they try to keep it for the money. And these are churches, for some reason, I've always found. And that's basically what I was writing about, you know, was the uh, the Rob Bell churches, the churches that come up, you know, and just thrive off of money. That's basically what that's about. Then what would you say the alternative is? You know, is going back to what Jesus did. You know, Jesus would show up in a town somewhere and start preaching and gathering people that way. And it wasn't a church where you would come together on the one roof every Saturday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, and these churches take hold of your life for years on end where people want to do stuff, but basically the church is teaching them and they really don't do anything. And I've seen this so many times and it's all about what the church wants to do and what they tell you you should do. And I'm kind of done with that. I'm just basically here in the Bay Area, it's going out and it like hand of fire. My bass player and drummer were not Christians when I brought them into this band, and they're Christians now. And basically, it's showing that love. It's not about money. It's not about marketing. It's not about church. 
I believe church is good for you to be around Christians, but I don't believe that a church should take hold of these people's lives for years on end and listening to somebody when I could be out doing something. I'm a doer. I hear where you're coming from. Yeah. Here's an interesting comment I had from one Christian that I'd met. Mm -hmm. He said, your pastor is like a general. And he says that you should accept and follow his lead without question. And I'm like, where are you coming from? We're still people. And you're right. And you know what? This last pastor was the general and would tell us everything that we needed to do and what to do and blah, blah, blah. And But yet this guy here was doing a lot of things wrong. So when I left the church, I basically stood up and said, look, I'm a person that could build a church up or a person that can burn the church down. I'm going to leave this church today because I didn't want to have the effect on that. Four months later, that whole church shut down. They tossed the pastor out. They found out what he was doing, all this kind of stuff, and they just tossed him out. And burn it down is really written around that. You know, I just don't want Christians to get involved into something that takes hold of their life, takes hold of their money, takes hold of their being, and they really don't go out and do anything, really what God wants them to do. They're doing what the church wants them to do, you know? Nuclear sunrise goes into the end times on the prophecy. Do you personally feel that we're on the brink of those times? You know, that's a really hard question because I do and I don't. I feel like You know, with the whole ISIS situation and people, they start going after the Christians, you know, you can take a look at that. You can see the rumors of wars going on. You can see Trump being elected and the whole Jerusalem thing coming to pass. There's a lot of things, you know, but I don't think that we're actually there yet. You know, this is what's to come. Jim, you've disappointed me, man. I thought you were going to come up with a date for me. (laughs) No, I don't know. You know, (laughs) no, I have no dates at all. But prophecy is about the signs of the end times and the consequences, according to to the book Revelations. So and and it's taken straight from there. And it wasn't written like we're in that time. It's more of I'm looking at these signs, you know, and it could be the beginning. I don't know. Only God knows when he's coming back. And uh, we don't know really when these times are coming, but prophecy is basically written around what's to come and what's going to happen. Another topic Hand of Fire brings out on the song, Reap What You Sow, is people accepting the negativity handed out in the media. But who really has the real problem? Is it the media itself or is it us being apathetic in our society? I think it's both. You're not going to cast more blame on one than the other? No, you know, I'm not a blamer guy. You know, I don't really like to point the finger, but, you know, we do. We reap what we sow. This album is about choice, free will, and the consequences of our choices between good and evil. We can choose to start a war. We can choose to end the war. We can choose to love. We can choose to hate. We can choose to worship God or deny God. There's so many choices in life. And these choices, if you think about it, make up a person. Some people choose to do hard drugs, and from those hard drugs, they lose their families, they end up homeless, and that's their consequence. 
They say you are what you eat, but really, it's the choice of eating five-course meals a day and the consequences, now you're 450 pounds, you know? But the thing is, is this album is written around, it's in the word, we reap what we sow from the choices we make. But it's clear Hand of Fire is wanting to sway people's opinions and choices that they make through Nuclear Sunrise. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we want people to make the right choice. You know, people can choose to do what they will. Let's bring it into a nutshell. What do you think the biggest issue is that we have in the world right now? Love. We don't love each other like God wants us to love. I even go back to burn it down with churches. I don't see churches loving people the way they should love or even Christians on Christians loving each other. And that is my biggest issue. You know, when Rottweiler wanted to sign us, you know, we had Nuclear Blast. We had Metal Blade. We had a lot of different labels who wanted to work with us. And I chose Rottweiler not only because of Sean. I love Sean. But I seriously was by a campfire alone. And I asked God, I said, hey. What is it you want me to do in this Christian industry? I want to go out and save souls. Yeah, I want to go out and witness the Exodus and Death Angel and all these people we, we know. What do you want me to do in the Christian industry? I don't want to play Christian shows. I don't even want to be a part of that. And really, God hit me and you know just said, hey, I need you to show these Christians how to love. And I'm really good at that. When I go out to reach people... That's the first thing I start with is loving them. You know, like my bass player and my drummer is loving them. You know, these guys didn't feel loved. And, you know, after six months of just loving on them, bringing them in the hand of fire. Yeah, we're it's a Christian band. I'm writing about, you know, Christian music and stuff like that. They want nothing to do with God, you know, but after six months, they wanted everything to do with God. And really, it's basically about loving people because people are so negative today, and even Christians. Sometimes Christians just need to see the reality of things, you know, because people get stuck. Not that it's wrong. They get stuck in the word, you know, and they get stuck where they, they just don't see anything on the outside, you know, of like what's going on. And they're just very close-minded about things, especially when it comes to scripture. You know, well, God says, I can't do this. I, you know, I'm not going to hang with you because you drink, or I'm not going to hang with you because you smoke, or I'm not going to hang with you because you do drugs. But these are the people that need to be loved, you know? You know, I see a lot of depressed Christians. I see a lot of Christians who just don't know how to love. So I feel getting back into this whole thing after Tantrum from the Muse is showing people how to love. And what do you think by taking on that Christian label, signing to it basically a Christian-focused record label, is that going to close doors for you? No. You know why? Because my God is bigger than that. And if God wants this to go, you know, worldwide, and it's going to go worldwide, I don't think it matters. You know, we just saw... You know, Megadeth, the bass player, Dave Ellison, the other day, you know, who he was excited to purchase the album from us. And, uh, you know, and he owns two labels. And hopefully, you know, be willing to work with Sean, you know, on these things. So, you know, there's a lot of things in the works. But my God is bigger than, you know, hey, I'm in the Christian industry. I don't think doors are going to be open. If God wants them open, they're going to be open. End of story. 
Do you think that Christians are really ready for the kind of statement Hand of Fire makes on Nuclear Sunrise? I mean, I think, well, we need to be ready for something like that. We've had our time in church. See a lot of people that I know have been Christians for a long time, you know, and they're set in their ways. And I think it's time for a change. And Hand of Fire is the wake-up call. I don't know for the wake-up call, but, you know, I'm definitely calling, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to, you know. But again, somebody can tell me I'm totally wrong with this whole thing, and that's okay. Again, it's about choice and free will. I'm 49 years old, and I've been playing music since I was 18. So when it comes to music and writing lyrics and this and that, they take it and they go, oh, this album's great. And they start listening to the lyrics and they go, oh, you know, this guy is off his rocker or he guy's dead on. But I feel throughout my experiences in life, and that's all I've written about in Nuclear Sunrise. And even the title of the album, even our name, Hand the Fire, all comes from experiences in life. Hopefully Christians all continue to grow in their faith as they age. Exactly. This has been great having a chance to speak with you, Jim. Thanks so much for coming on The Antidote. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Dave.